acknowledge our Lord and, and Savior today. And, and I, I just want to praise Him because, you know, this time of worship is when we, we come together as a body of believers. And we may be from different nationalities, but we all come together in one. And it's hallelujah, uh, gloria adios. It's, it's praising God. And all of us can come together in one mind and one accord. And guess what? We're in the bond of love. Bond of love. And I tell you, it moves mountains, folks, when we come together. And so I thank God today that we can come together as a body of believers. Now, every Sunday, for those that are new here today, we read Galatians 2 and 20 every morning before I begin my sermon today. So let us read as it's on the screen today. Let's read Galatians 2 and 20. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Amen. You may be seated across the building. We want to thank those for watching with us live today my prayer is there something that I can say to you and your family to encourage you along the way as we get into God's word today and so the scriptures will be up today on the screen if you have your Bible with you or your Bible app or your tablet whatever you might have on your your phone uh, there's a Bible there in the pew and so we're going to get into God's word today a little bit I'm starting a brand new series called the power of Christ control, controlling thinking. Look at this, controlled thinking. The power of Christ controlled thinking. And we're going to start a brand new series here as we go as part one. The title of my message today is going to be this, The Power of a Carefree Mind. The Power of of a carefree mind. And if you will go with me into the New Testament to the book of Philippians, the book of Philippians, the fourth chapter, beginning with the sixth verse. And I'm going to share with you a little bit on the power of Christ, control thinking. And we want to look at this, part one, the power of a carefree mind. And let's look at this uh, in Philippians, the fourth chapter, beginning with the sixth verse. And, um, and let's look here a little bit. Be anxious for nothing. I want you to look at this. As we are believers and as we are serving God and as we are worshiping Him and as we are thanking Him, guess what? He tells the believers. The Apostle Paul writes and says, Listen, I want to remind you. I want to let you know. Be anxious for nothing. Folks, that is a promise unto us. That is security unto us as we as believers that we are to not be anxious for nothing. We're not to worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will take care of itself. If God can take care of the sparrows, if God can take, uh, take care of everything around us, then let us not be as believers be anxious for nothing. But look at this, but in everything, in everything, 
by prayer and supplication. We know that we don't have to be anxious because we have prayer that backs it up. We've got prayer that takes care of that so that we're not anxious through life. And so let's look at this a little bit. But he says this, he says, With thanksgiving, let your request be made known, look at this, to God. So there is a request that we can make the Lord know and we can bring it before Him. That's our petition. Our petition can go before the Lord Jesus Christ and there we can see that we are not to be anxious for anything. Listen, the cares of life can make us powerless. Hear me today, the cares of life can make us powerless sometimes. Focusing on the problems weakens our faith. When you concentrate on all the, the bad, when you concentrate on the things that's getting you upset or things that are making you anxious, guess what? It weakens your faith because you're allowing that to draw you stronger into your weakness than you are in your faith. So let's listen to this here today. Cares will drain the potential of the mind. So we've got to understand that the cares of life can drain us to the point where we become where we're not having faith. We're not believing because we're believing in ourselves. And you know if you believe in yourself all the time, self will let you down. But God will never let you down. So He's letting us know that we are not to be anxious. Listen, cares are often caused by idolizing monies and pleasure. Let's not let money rule us. Not, let's not let it. The, listen, the love of money is the root of all evil. I didn't say money was evil. I said the love of money can begin to rule you. So we have to understand as well when God brings provision unto us and when He takes care of our families and He helps us, let it not be a controlling subject, uh, subject and that it can control us as when controlling, then we begin to lose out what God is trying to say to us that we are to lean on Him. Who brings wealth? Who brings peace? Who brings joy? Who brings contentment? Who does this? Jesus Christ brings that unto us. Therefore, we must have an open line of communication. So he says, but in everything, let us pray. Pray and let's give thanks to God and let our request be known because He knows exactly what we need, not so much of what we want. There's a lot of things in life that we want. And there's maybe some things that we're trying to achieve. There may be some things that we're trying to get to. But understand God is in control of it all. The Bible says, what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? What will he give in exchange for his soul? Understand that God... God, Jehovah God, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Nisi. All of these are words that describe who God is and what God does for us on a daily basis. Listen, Mark's Gospel 4 and 19 says this. 
and the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches and the desires for other things enter in, choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful when we allow everything else to come into our lives and that we, we, we entice it, we, we, we embrace it. That's where we have to understand it becomes unfruitful. God wants us to be fruitful and He's wanting us to prosper and He's wanting us to do His will, not our will. We look in Luke's Gospel 8 and 14. Now that one uh, that fell among thorns are those who, when they have heard, go out and are choked with cares, riches, and pleasures of life and bringing no fruit to maturity. And so God clearly lets us know that those things are out there to choke us. Those are things that do, uh, distracts us, and we have to understand that. And you say, Pastor, how do we understand it? How do we know that these things are choking us out? Because we have to be in prayer, as I shared with you the last couple of weeks, We've got to be in a prayer mode that we be a prayerful heart, a prayerful mind, so that we can do what God is asking you and I to do. Listen, cares can keep us from expecting even Christ in His return. We see this clearly in Luke's Gospel 21 and 34. But take heed to yourselves, lest your hearts be weighed down with carousing or drunkenness and cares of this life and the day that comes to you unexpectedly. In other words, we must be ready. We must be prepared to know that the coming of the Lord could come at any time and so that we are to trust Him and that we're not living this life that we're just living here and that's it. And we die and go to the ground and that's it. No, this is just the beginning with our Christian walk. We just begin here, as Peter says, we're just like pilgrims. We're just passing through. This is truly not our home. This is not truly the place. But God is preparing a place for us. And He's coming back. And so we must be ready and we must understand that God clearly wants the best because He wants us to have the power of a carefree mind and the power of control thinking is through Christ Jesus. Paul calls it the carefree mind. Be careful, anxious, meaning for nothing. Philippians 4 and 6, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving let your requests be made known uh, to God. How can we achieve these important goals? How can we achieve this? I'm going to leave some points with you here um, today, how you can achieve this. First, my first point, we must trust instead of tremble. We must trust instead of tremble. It is easy for us to go on our own knowledge, our own intellect, our, our own wisdom. It's easy for us to do that. Because if we're in a mindset that we can take care of our family, we can take care of this, we can take care of that. You know, we guys are like, uh, we're fixers. We want to fix everything. 
<laughs> and sometimes it can be within our hands, or sometimes it can be out of our hands. But we try, as men, we try to fix things. And what we have to understand, that sometimes it's not for us to fix but it's for us to relinquish what we're trying to do and say, Lord, as we go to the Heavenly Father, as He's Abba Father, He's Daddy, we go to Him and we say, Daddy, I, I don't know exactly how to do this, but I want you to help me. I, I want you to teach me. I want you to instruct me. And when we hear from the Heavenly Father, not hearing from our friends, not hearing from mom and dad and aunt and uncles, but we're hearing from God, then God gives us the source. He gives us the reason. He gives us the purpose that we can go forward with Him. So it's not for us to be scared. It's not for us to say that we're weak. No, we're not weak. We're strong in Christ Jesus. But guess what? We go to the Heavenly Father, which He knows best, and He knows that, and He is in it for our best interest. Isaiah 26 and 11 says this, Lord, when your hand is lifted up, they will not see, but they will see and be ashamed for their envy of people. Yes, the fire of your enemies shall devour them. I want you to know today that God sees everything that you and I are going through. He, is, he knows exactly what you're doing. He knows your thoughts before you begin to think. It's no surprise to God what God sees in your life and in my life. We may hide things from our family and our friends we may hide it from our co-workers, but we can't hide nothing from God. For God sees us all. Why? Because He created us in His image to worship Him, to serve Him. Listen, anxiety prevents achievement. Let me say that again. Anxiety, being anxious prevents achievement we can't move forward if we're always anxious that's why we are to never never as christians we are never as believers never to be anxious but we are to go to prayer with everything everything you say pastor everything everything we take everything to god in prayer because we know that we will get the right answer if you try to go to your friends, oh, they may have an educated guess and tell you, I would do this or I would do that. But really, you really don't know. But when you go to the Heavenly Father, when you go to God, you go directly to the source. You don't have to go to a priest. For Jesus Christ is our high priest. And He is the one that we go to. For He's the author and the finisher of our faith. He who begins a good work in you is faithful to complete it to the very end. He has not stopped on you. Your friend your family may have stopped on you but God has not stopped on you he is for you he loves you he wants you to have the victory and he wants you to have the power to know that he is in charge give God praise in the house today hallelujah I get excited and I get a little loud but I want you to know how God truly sees us and how he wants to make changes in our lives. Listen, the Bible clearly lets us know that we must understand that his ways are not our ways. Your thoughts are not his thoughts. 
Listen, how unsearchable are his ways. They are, par, they are far past finding. Yet consider the potential of a mind free from fear. Think of the inventions and the accomplishments of focusing or focused on thinking. Faith and fear are opposites. Let me say it again. Faith and fear are opposites. Faith brings salvation, listen, and security and peace. Faith brings salvation and security and peace. A peaceful mind is a powerful mind. Let me say it again. A peaceful mind is a powerful mind. Oh, you need to write that down. Listen, it's, it's caught more than it is taught. A peaceful mind is a powerful mind. When the, when the old saying is, is when, when mama's happy, everybody's happy. And when mama's not happy, then there's nobody happy. So mama has to be happy. Well, that's the same way it is with Christ Jesus. When we hook up with Jesus Christ, we all become happy and we all have the power and we all have the strength that you and I can move in this life. Faith drives fear away. Let me say it again. Faith drives fear away. Placing everything within our reach, within your reach. Faith. Faith drives away fear. Because now it's not you that you're relying on. It's now that you've relinquished your ability. Now you're leaning on Jesus Christ. Therefore you have no fear but you have faith because you've stepped up to the plate and by faith you believe and know that God is going to allow you to conquer the mountain in your life. The Bible clearly lets us know in Mark 9 and 23 Jesus said to him, If you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. If you believe. Hebrews 11 and 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, for the evidence of things not seen. It is not for us to see with our natural eyes. Now we can see a lot of things. We can, we can say a lot of things. We can make make a shame on us if we make place judgments on things we see we shouldn't be judging anything around us but we we place that on our eyes we look at it and we begin to make a, a, a decision we begin to make a, a point we begin to speak from our mouth understand that life and death is in the power of the tongue and they that use it will surely die I want you to know today we have to be careful what we say and what we speak. We could literally speak against us and we need to be speaking for us and we need Jesus Christ to be the center of our hearts and lives so that faith is a substance of things hoped for and yet it's the evidence of things not seen. It is never for you to see but it's for us to see through the eyes of Jesus and stepping out in faith and speak it though it was there. You speak it into existence and you say, In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, and Jesus begins to come to your rescue. The second thing I want you to know today is we must forgive instead of fume. 
Faith is dead to doubts, dumb to discouragement, blind to impossibilities, and it knows nothing but success. That's empowerment when we have faith and believe. But we must forgive instead of fume. Ephesians 4 and 31. Let all bitterness, wrath, and anger, and clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. How do we handle bitterness, wrath, and anger, and malice? These hindrances is to the power must be, be put away. Anger is a roadblock to accomplishment. Consider what anger did to Cain. If you remember the story of Cain and Abel in Genesis 4 and 5, but he did not respect Cain, his offering, and Cain was very angry, and his countenance fell. Anger robs us from the power to bless others. Let me say it again. Anger robs us of the power to bless others. We must forgive as Christ has forgiven you and has forgiven me. Now I want to share something with you today. In my life, there's been a lot of people that has done a lot of bad things to me. And I've had to pray for it, pray over it, pray through it, because I'm human. You say, well, you're a pastor. Oh, yeah, I'm a pastor, but I'm human too. I'm human just like you. And there's people that's hurt my feelings before. But I've had to pray, as we all have to pray. And you can say today that people has hurt you before. There's somebody that has, has uh, spiritually put a dagger in your back, and you thought you could trust them, and, and now you can, and, and, and it's frustrating. But listen, I want you to know today, it takes prayer. It takes going before the Lord and praying and saying, Lord, help me to handle this situation. Because the Bible clearly lets us know they're not yours to go after. It is God's to go after. He says, vengeance are mine, saith the Lord. I promise you, listen very closely today. I promise you, if somebody has wronged you, if somebody has done you wrong, I promise you, what comes around goes around and it will affect them every time. And you will. They may not do it. They might, God may not handle them right now, may not handle them in next month or next year, but I promise you, you will hear once again that what has happened to them because of what they did to you. And it's all because of how you and I handle it. The enemies are not ours. The enemies is God. And when you bring your enemies before the Lord, I promise you they will come down. David brought his enemy down with Goliath with some smooth stones, but it wasn't so much that the stone brought that giant down. It was the power behind David that brought the giant down. I want you to know today, it's the power that's behind you, which is Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit. And He will bring your enemies down, and He will crush them, and you will have victory on top of victory. You will hold your head up high, give the world a smile, and know that Jesus Christ is King of kings and Lord of lords. Give God praise in the house today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It is God that sees everything. There's no surprise to God. God sees it all. He sees it all in how we handle what God has given us. Much is given is much required. 
And if we handle what God has given us, I promise you, God will take it the rest of the way and He will handle the situation for you today. Now what I just said may have, may have helped somebody today and I pray that it has and that it will help you understand God has got your back and He's going to take care of His own because the Scripture says, Be not anxious for nothing, but in prayer and supplication with thanksgiving and make your requests known. And the God of the Father in heaven, He sees and knows and He will take care of you. Listen. If we're not careful, anger will stifle our Christian fellowship and service. Forgiveness is the antidote to anger. Let me say it again. Forgiveness is the antidote to anger. Ephesians 4 and 32, And be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. Be ye kind one to another. Forgive one another. Forgiveness opens the channel of power. Let me say it again. Forgiveness opens the channel of power. Third, my point today in closing we must release instead of retain we must release instead of retain first peter 5 and says this casting all your cares upon him for he cares for you casting all your cares you say well pastor he already knows my cares i don't have to tell him no you've got to talk to him listen God is a God that wants a relationship. He wants a relationship with you. He just doesn't want you to assume. You don't assume anything. You've got to have a relationship with Him. That's why He wants you to speak to Him. Well, Pastor, I, I, I work on a job all day. I, I don't have time to pray. Oh, you can pray in your mind. You can pray in your heart. You see, there's different ways that you can pray, but it says casting all your cares. All your cares. Every one of us has cares, including your pastor. We all have cares. We cast all our cares on him for guess what? He reciprocates for he cares for you. He cares for me. You see how that works? As we cast, he cares and he takes what we have. And guess what? He begins to move in a mighty way in our lives. We can cast our cares on Christ and be free of them completely. Holding on to our cares makes us weak and weary. Releasing our cares to Christ sets us free. We have today the option of releasing our cares. You don't have to release them. You have an option. But the Bible clearly lets us know that we are to cast we are to throw our cares on Him. Releasing our cares to Christ sets us free. We have that option. God loves us. Christ died for us. The cross proves, listen, the cross proves the caring love. He could have called 10,000 angels off that cross. But guess what? He bled and died on that cross. He stayed on that cross for you and I today. Thank God He sent His ultimate sacrifice, one and only Son, that you and I may have life, that you and I may be set free. Whom the Son sets free is free indeed. 
No longer do we have to stay in darkness. No longer do we have to stay in bondage. No longer do we have to be anxious. We can be set free because we can have that carefree mind because we know who's in charge. And that is God Almighty. Listen, Romans 5 and 8. But God demonstrated His own love towards us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. When your mind and my mind was not on Christ, was not on Jesus, at one time, you and I can say today that our mind was not on Him. At one time, we could say our hearts was far from Him. But when our minds were not on Him, our hearts were far from Him, He still had us in mind. And He loves us and loves us so much. Here's another mind-boggling thing, and I said this last week that was in the book of Jeremiah. God knew you before you were formed in your mother's womb. Now think about that. God knew you before you were even formed in your mother's womb. That's how good God is. That's how deep God is. How unsearchable are His ways. They are far past finding. You can't even begin to even understand God. But guess what? God understands us. You say, well, how can He understand us, uh, Pastor? He understands us through His Son, Jesus Christ. God's power can flow through us to others. Trusting, forgiving, and releasing is tuned to the power on. Trusting, forgiving, and releasing uh, turns the power on. Excuse me, not tuned, but turns the power on. Trusting, forgiving, and releasing turns the power on. Stand with me across the building today.